podcast. It's a judgment-free zone where you can let your guard down and truly be yourself. Here, we talk about mental health, recovery stories, healing, mental health in the workplace, self-improvement, and so much more. just saying that hi and welcome everybody to a brand new episode of the mindset podcast and today i have a very dear friend to me uh, mitch the videoist and i will just uh, let him introduce himself to the audience so hi mitch good morning Rashida. thank you for the invitation it's a great honor to speak with you and have this go out uh, all over the globe. Um, I am a practicing psychotherapist. I've been in practice for over 40 years. I'm an educator. I am also a mindfulness practitioner. And my area of expertise is grief counseling, working with those facing all kinds of loss and educating healthcare and mental health professionals in the compassionate care of those facing loss. So thank you for this invitation. Well, I'm honored and it is a privilege. Um, And to be honest, I'm really grateful for you gifting me and the audience with your um, precious time and guidance and wisdom because every post I read for you is like, I tell myself that it's in and it's a, for me, it's another piece of art. We are fortunate and blessed today to have you with us. And we all know that grief is the acute pain that accompanies loss. And you know better than me, you are the expert here that it's not, it's not an easy experience to go throughout. The pain, the emotions, the shock, the denial, everything that comes with with grief. So what is grief and how we as humans can relate to it? Yes, very important question. You know, we're still moving through this global crisis of the pandemic. And while we are well aware of the enormity of loss of human life, of those that we love who have died, friends and family, there are countless other losses that are seen and unseen. The loss of safety, the loss of control of our life, the loss of lifestyle, the loss of predictability, the loss of the way we've known things to be. And so grief is the natural and organic expression as human beings when we experience any kind of loss. If we were to cut our hands, we would bleed. We would not question the bleeding. We know it happens because we cut ourselves. In the same way, loss is a cut on our heart and out of that comes grief and grief can be sadness or anxiety or images or yearning 
or guilt. Grief has many faces. Yes, absolutely. These are just a few of the natural outcome of it. Yes. Thank you for the explanation. And what I managed to understand from your message is that there is no need for us as human beings to suppress our emotions or to be in a state of denial to our grief because it's just part of who we are. And another thing is that we kind of like experience grief in different facets. It could be also when we, it's not just related to losing a human being. It could be related to losing other things. I mean, there are so many levels on this spectrum of loss that it can be the grief of the loss of our, our identity when we retire from our job. If we have some physical disability, it is a loss of our freedom to move in the ways that we want or some kind of illness, you know, the loss of hope. And so grief is this natural expression the dilemma is that we've turned grief into an enemy, something to avoid or mask or be afraid of or not look at. Globally, we certainly have this feeling that we don't want to feel pain. We don't want to feel the pain of emotion. And grief is one of the more difficult of our emotions the pain of heartache, the pain of loss. And so we tend often to avoid it, to not face it, to not honor it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. They, today we're talking about how to change that, mm-hmm. how to come to grief in more courageous, honest ways. Mm-hmm. So you're absolutely right. And... My question is for you, how can we honor our grief, both for us who are going throughout grief and also for the other side, for people who want to support, you know, their loved ones as they experience grief? How can the supporter honor the experience of their loved one as it comes right let's start with the first part of your question which is how do we ourselves honor grief and first and foremost we have to name it we have to be able to identify loss as loss and look and see what has changed in our life if we feel ourselves being depressed or sad, or sorrowful, or unhappy, to look and see, has something been lost? Has something changed? Is there something that is not so obvious? This week I talked to a mother whose child died, and for her it wasn't just the child that she's lost, but the loss of the opportunity to mother to care, to nurture. And so we begin by naming it. Secondly, and most importantly, 
we begin by befriending it. That might seem kind of crazy, but when grief knocks on our door, which it will, we must open it graciously, welcoming it, allow it to sit down and tell us its story, to share its truth. What is that young place in ourselves feeling? When we feel grief, we feel vulnerability. And we're often afraid of vulnerability. But we need to let the voice of it, the voice of vulnerability and grief, tell its story safely through befriending it, honoring it, allow it its place. Thank you. Thank you. I think it is, as human being, and this is a natural, um, let's say, reaction, is that we have difficulties to befriend grief, but the healthiest thing is to allow it because otherwise we would be in a state of denial and suppressing any kind of emotion is not the healthiest thing to do on earth. And that's why you are here with us to encourage um, the audience and myself and everyone who is listening to acknowledge, recognize, and let in their grief because it's a natural emotion, it's a natural state that's that's part of honoring our humanity to just let these feelings be to not be in a state of fighting against that emotion because in that case we will be losing because the emotion will remain there and it will just you know continue to get and grow bigger and bigger with resentment and a lot of sufferings Very beautifully expressed, Rashida. The very fear of this emotion called grief, the very avoidance of it gives it more energy. And one of the things we tend to do, particularly men in various cultures, is that we shame ourselves for having this feeling. If we cry if we let ourselves feel our grief and loss, we feel a sense of shame, of weakness. We mistakenly name grief as something to be ashamed of. But actually, it's the opposite. To be human is to feel emotion. To lose is to experience grief. And to honor it, we, allow, we honor the full seasons of our grief. And our strength comes in our courage to allow ourselves to be with it. And sometimes that may be involve crying. Sometimes that may be anger. Sometimes guilt. Whatever it is that's coming, let us not shame unnecessarily the naturalness and the normalness of this universal feeling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you for naming grief as universal 
feeling because we all, as human beings at a certain point, we will experience grief, whether we, <laughs> apologies, <laughs> whether we will um, yes. accept that or not. It's going to be there. We will experience grief um, in a certain part or in a certain phase in our lives. Now, um, the second part of my question was about how to support a loved one. Yes, that is a very critical, critical question, Rashida. Part of the suffering for those who are grieving is the feeling that they are not free, they are not safe to express their sorrow to those around them. Because what happens is that as friends or family, naturally we don't want to see someone suffer. And so when we see them grieving, the natural tendency is to want to make them feel better, to rescue them, to fix this experience, to cheer them up, to change it. And we give them all kinds of reasons why they shouldn't be sad. At least your father didn't suffer. Or congratulations, you now have an angel in heaven talking about a child who's died or for women who have miscarriages, telling them, don't worry, you'll have another baby. Don't, the message we give to the bereaved, mistakenly, is don't be sad, and here's why. Be strong. You have to go on. At least you had good years. And what happens is that these well-intentioned messages leave the bereaved believing that you are not someone who will befriend their grief. And so our challenge as those supporting those who are grieving is simply to validate their experience, to name it. You really miss your mother. You are hoping for a boy Losing your father is heartbreaking for you. To have your grandmother die in COVID so suddenly must have been devastating for you. We don't need to change the experience. We simply need to listen for how someone is telling us they are feeling and affirm it, validate it, and name it. That is the heart of helping someone in loss. Do not try to take away their pain, but allow them to have it and be a source of presence and support. Mm -hmm. Maybe tell me about your son that died. What do you miss about him? Invite the bereaved to tell the story of what has been lost and what meaning it had. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for sharing your wisdom with us today because it is true 
um, I witnessed that some people even they have good intentions. They express their love in not the right way. They want to see their loved ones overcoming their grief. So they act from a good intention, from the good place, starting from a good place. But as you explained it, when we do not validate and honor the experience that our loved ones are going through, we are actually harming them without knowing. So I really appreciate and I'm appreciative that you mentioned some of the things that we should not say and instead what we can say. We can even add a simple phrase that I may, I may not understand what you're going through because this is your pain. This is your loss. But I'm simply here for you. That's what we can say. It's simple. It's validating. And it's just we are expressing that we are here to support in any way possible. You raised a very important point, Rashida, which is often people might not say anything out of fear that they will say the wrong thing or don't know what to say. You don't need something special to say. You just need to be on the lookout for trying to take pain away. Unexpressed sorrow can turn into depression, can turn into medical illness. People die of a broken heart universally. And so we need to be able to give sorrow words and let it speak its truth so it doesn't have to hide in the shadows out of shame or fear. And so to your point, letting someone know, I am with you now. How can I best be there? What do you need? I know I don't understand your loss. Help me to understand. This is the compassionate heart. This is the voice of empathy. This is the voice of fearlessness of the emotion of grief. Grief is not our enemy. It is part of our human heart. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you for emphasizing that grief is not our enemy. It's part of our human heart. Thank you for affirming and for teaching us what to say, how to support a loved one. And there is also one thing that a lot of people um, kind of like are ashamed or embarrassed to, you know, go for therapy or ask for professional help because they minimize the impact of, of grief, you know, because of things um, that they have been told, such as, you know, you, you will overcome it, you are stronger, you have what it needs. Sometimes we do not have what it needs to overcome it. Sometimes we need help and it's not a shame it's not a fault it is it doesn't mean that we are less than or um we are weak 
It just means that we are experiencing grief in different ways. And as you said, untreated sorrow yes. can turn into different, you know, medical issues. Yes, and, and so you raised something very important here, which is that people often feel, as you said, embarrassed or ashamed to seek for help. In the event you are not moving through your loss or struggling with it, or it's interfering with your life, or it has turned into a depression that is interfering with sleep or functioning, now in this global community with technology, we can reach out through our computers and seek support with a counselor anywhere in the globe. I have myself counseled people in loss in Greece or in Australia. In a moment, we can create. Counseling and therapy is simply a safe place to have an ally or a guide to navigate us through a territory. If you went to the Himalayan mountains, you might hire a Sherpa to help you traverse the mountain who knows the way. And to seek grief support in a counselor or therapist is a guide and an ally that can really help, again, in a safe way, tell the story and help you heal. Never be afraid. Never mistakenly shame yourself by believing you are weak, by asking for help. It is a sign of wisdom, courage, and strength to know when you need it. Mm-hmm. Beautifully said, Mitch. And there is this one last point that I would like to, let's say, bring into uh, this conversation, which is one of the hardest topics. Uh, but that, that's why we are here to um, open the taboo topics. So grief as well is difficult experience, as we said. But it's even more difficult when it's just my perception when a family loses someone to suicide because that our beloved ones parted and left this earth without a simple goodbye, maybe without a hug, maybe without even us telling him or her how much we loved him or her. So what is your thoughts? What are your thoughts? What is your advice about how to support these families? Yes, and so suicide is one of these kinds of losses that are filled with a great taboo. People feel a great sense of shame that their loved one died in this way, and so they don't speak about it. And so we need to be able to invite people to share their truth, to share this particular kind of grief. It is amongst the most difficult. Now in my own work, I am counseling families whose children have died by suicide, where depression has forced their hand 
to take their life in this way. And so the families are left without having said goodbye, without being able to understand it, and also by blaming themselves, falsely believing that they could have or should have done something to change it. Most all of the time, we are not able. There are many therapists whose patients die by suicide even when they know they are there to help. And so this is one of those acts that leave devastation in the wake of the family. And so if we know a family has lost a loved one this way, to help them to know that sorrow is not shameful and suicide is not shameful. It is an expression of the illness of depression. And so we need to extend a deeper hand to say, I am here with you. Do not be afraid to share that story because it's amongst the most complicated and tragic and devastating kinds of losses. It is sudden, it is unknown, and it leaves people with very big holes in their heart. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Mitch, because it is indeed one of the most difficult experiences that a human being can go through. As you describe it, it's it's also kind of like, it comes with a lot of shame and, and disgrace and guilt, um, with a lot of, assumptions of what we could have done what we should have done and but the experience itself it is what it is at the end of the day this person have left and we are left as well with pain and, and sorrow and guilt so there and is if we no... look around the, the group yes please What's go that? ahead no please go ahead in this global community, no matter what culture you live in, no matter what your faith, no matter what your beliefs, there is collective and universal sorrow that death and loss brings heartache and grief. And suicide in America and suicide in Iran or in Algeria or in France or in Europe or China the loss that comes with suicide or the death of a child or any other kind of child brings heartache and grief. And let us together as a global community, as the community in your city or town, come together and honor loss, honor grief, and pay our respects through befriending it and being present for those in sorrow. Thank you. I couldn't have said it any better than that. And allow me, please, to express my sincere gratitude to you for joining us today. It is not certainly an easy topic to tackle or to speak about. And um, I just hope that it will be beneficial to everyone who is listening to honor your grief, if you are going throughout the grief, experiencing grief right now, 
if you have the loved one, a colleague, a friend, or family member who is going throughout grief, I hope that after this episode, you will change your perspective and have an idea about what to say and what to avoid and how to support um, your loved one, the person that you know throughout being present, throughout your love and your empathy, throughout offering simply a listening ear and providing a safe space without judging, without dictating a deadline on when they should overcome their grief. And Mitch, please, how can people contact you, reach out to you, uh, either for, you know, counseling or therapy consultation? Uh, how can we contact you? They can reach me on LinkedIn. They can Google my name, Mitch Davidowitz, D-A-V-I-D-O-W-I-T-Z. They can reach out to me on Skype. I'm listed as Mitchell, M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L. Davidowitz, mm-hmm. and anywhere on the planet, if someone wants to make contact. Thank you so much, Rashida, for being such a compassionate soul to shine such an important light on something that is affecting us globally, both through the pandemic and in every other kind of way, whether it's war or illness or any other kind of hardship. Thank you for bringing light to this desperately needed topic. Well, thank you so much for your kind words. And I'm really proud and I feel like I'm fortunate and have a privilege to have you as my friend, uh, mentor, and someone uh, that really inspires me and helped me in my journey. And uh, of course, I will link your contact, Mitch contacts, um, address, of course, to this podcast note. And please let us know your feedback. We are here um, to help you, both me and Mitch reach out to him, of course, uh, or reach out to me. And I will refer your contact, of course, to him throughout Rashida at mindsafe.space. And I will transfer, of course, your email, your request to Mitch as well. Whatever place that you are in this world, there is a safe space out there for you. And Mitch is one of the best who offers this safe space and honor your experience. So thank you and please take care of your. To support the Mindset Podcast, please go to the Apple Podcast where you can leave us a review so we can continue our work. And remember to take care of your body, mind, and soul. If you would like to be um, featured on the Mindset Podcast, please reach out, email me at 